0: Right, what's going on, guys? What a win tonight for San Diego State over Fresno State up at the Save Mart Center. Um, the win you were hoping for, obviously, you get the result you're looking for, and then you get the margin as well. So, John Schaefer with you. It is the wrap-up show. There's a lot to get into. I mean, what does it mean in terms of the Mountain West standings in the regular season from a metric perspective? Three regular season games remain. Um, everything's still a possibility for San Diego State. And, um, again, off Tuesday against Utah State where – San Diego State had some chances late to pick up a win like this tonight. Um, what more could you ask for? I mean, it was almost as as well as you can play for 40 minutes. They really never took their foot off the gas, is what I would say, in the second half. I mean, 12-0 at the onset, another 12-0 run in the first half, 40-10 to at one point, and then outscoring Fresno State in the second half. And the good news, I thought, um, and I want to hear from you, by the way, uh, in the live chat if you're here on replay in the comments as well, the good news for me was one player played 30 minutes. That was Darian. Jane Ledee only played 26 minutes. I mean, he impacted the game like the all American that he is, but he did it in 26 minutes. Had the 22 points, had the 11 rebounds, had a career-high three blocks, had a couple of assists, didn't turn the ball over. I know Fresno State's been shorthanded, and um, you know obviously they have a former Aztec assistant in Justin Hudson, and, um, you know, they, they haven't been healthy. They just haven't been healthy. But don't take away what San Diego State accomplished here tonight, even though Fresno State was shorthanded. So impressive all around, 73-41. Get ready now Tuesday night for San Jose State at V.A. House Arena at 8 o'clock. And one of those games that, again, for San Diego State to win a Mountain West regular season title, they can't slip up and they need help. They'll need to beat San Jose State Tuesday, so make sure to be there. We know how crazy this league is. If you remember the first San Jose State game, it came down to the final possession. If not for J-PAL's block from behind, who knows if the Aztecs even win the game. And if you've been watching today, in the Mountain West, New Mexico lost at home to Air Force. And that type of result isn't overly surprising in this league because teams are seeing each other for a second time and there's pressure on teams at the top of the league and teams are trying to get to the Mountain West tournament. And it's hard to win. It's hard to win. So San Jose State... Got to get that game, obviously, at home, so make sure to be there, be loud. It's the second-to-last home game of the year. And then UNLV, and UNLV is one of the most interesting cases in the Mountain West. Some of the best wins in the league, some of the worst losses, you could argue, as well. 32-point home loss to Air Force, three ranked wins this year for the first time, I think, since 2013. They have talent. We saw it on display at Viejas about a month and a half ago or so. Now the Aztecs do have a buy into that game. So they have a week from Tuesday until they play in Vegas the following Tuesday. And then the quick turnaround, Boise State Senior Night, where a lot is going to be in the line. I mean, whether a regular season title is on the line or not, it could be on the line for Boise State potentially. So the Aztecs, should they get through San Jose State on Tuesday, may be playing for a perfect home record in 2023-24 as well. So a ton to get to san diego state convincingly obviously tonight 73 to 41 i'll be with you let's say for the next 30 or 40 minutes so um if you're new here whether you're here live or on replay please subscribe year on content for aztec fans talking mountain west basketball and football primarily please smash the like button for me you can follow me on x or twitter at john schaefer that is j-o-n-s-c-h-a-e-f-f-e-r at john schaefer um, appreciate the super chat. So get to every single super chat. It's a great way to support the channel and my work. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. I'll try to get to every single, um, comment here in the chat as well. Um, and you can become a member as well by clicking the join button down below. I also want to shout out our title sponsor, Eric Lanier at higher impact financial, who is in the chat here tonight. I've been telling you about them myself, my family, we've been working with them. You can set up a free 15 minute consultation. If you have any type of financial need, want to set up um, a 15-minute consultation with Eric Lanier, and he will uh, get you on the path that you're looking for financially. So He can really help you with a financial plan, talk about retirement, tax purposes as well. If you have any, any needs, Eric Lanier can help you out. Click the link in the description down below. Set up a free 15-minute consultation with Eric, who's a big supporter of the channel, a big Aztec fan as well, by clicking that link in the description down below. I'll tell you about uh, more about Eric as we roll along here over the next 30 minutes. As well. So um, let's start with this first super chat of the night from Kevin, who is a loyal viewer and supporter of uh, my work. So I appreciate you, Kevin. Appreciate the super chat. I do. He says, can you lay out the conference tiebreaker terms? Um, Not fully, because I don't know if I fully know him, Kevin, but I think I have this right. And if someone in the chat is here live or on replay that can clarify to a greater degree, you can do that as well. I think if it's a two-way tie for the Mountain West title, let's say in this hypothetical, it's San Diego State and Utah State because the Aztecs win their next three games, um, although Boise State could be in there as well. But just for for the sake of my argument right now, let's say it's a two-team race. I don't know what it looks like in a three-team race right now, although I think it's the same tiebreaker potentially. In a two-team race, it's head-to-head. But if it's against Utah State, you're split head-to-head. Then it's record against the next best team in the league as you go down. So, like for example, if San Diego State went one and one against third place in the league, but Utah State went two and zero, then Utah State would have the tiebreaker for seeding purposes. Now, both teams in that hypothetical would be champions. They would be co-champions. They would get banners. They would be recognized as co-champions. But from a seeding perspective, the seeding tiebreaker is based on head-to-head of next best team in the league. In that scenario, Utah State's the one seed. They're 2-0 and this year against Boise State. San Diego State right now is 0-1, so the best the Aztecs can do is 1-1. In a three-way tie, I think the tie-breaking scenario is breaking the tie among the three teams. So if it's Utah State, San Diego State, Boise State, I could be wrong on this. So don't quote me. But in that scenario, what's your record against the other two teams? The best San Diego State can do is two and two, one and one against Boise State, one and one against Utah State. But in that hypothetical, Utah State would be three and one. They'd be two and oh against Boise State, one and one against San Diego State. They would be the league champs in terms of seeding and would get the one seed in that hypothetical. I think I have that right. Don't quote me on it, but I think I have that right, which means the one seed for the Aztecs in the Mountain West tournament is a challenge. Not out of the woods, by the way. What if Utah State slips up? What if they lose one of the games in front of New Mexico? And what if the Aztecs went out and Utah State still loses a couple of games? Same thing with Boise State. So we can't say definitively the Aztecs are not going to be the one seed in the Mountain West tournament, but it's going to take real work for that to transpire. Can they still be a co-champion? Yeah, absolutely. But they do need help for that as well because they will need Utah State to lose one of its remaining games. And San Diego State will need to win out for that hypothetical to occur. That's looking a little bit ahead, is what I would say. And thank you again, Kevin, for the um, for the super chat. That's looking a little bit ahead. What I would say right now is that San Diego State is up to a season high, catapulting to 16th at Ken Palm. Started the day at 18th, dropped back to 20th with all the results, moved to 16 with a 32-point win. That matters. We'll see what the net looks like tomorrow. Uh, they came into the day 18th. Obviously, that matters. Um, But these three regular season games in the Mountain West tournament matter. Like right now, yes, we all have aspirations of hopefully seeing San Diego State win either or both a regular season title and a tournament title. No doubt about it. Everyone feels the same way. You've come this far. They're 21-7. They've got this great resume. No bad losses. Seven quad one losses. That's it right now on their schedule. So you've come this far. But... You know, obviously, you're trying to finish off the resume. Put yourself in the best position possible to lock down a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. We've talked about this over the last week or so. If you've been with me on the wrap up show, top four seeds are protected. Doesn't guarantee you stay in the West. It makes it likely, I believe, because there aren't a lot of top four seed caliber teams in the Western footprint of the country. There are a few, St. Mary's, San Diego State, certainly Arizona. Maybe I'm missing someone. But it gives you a really realistic shot of being in either Spokane or Salt Lake City if you're a top four seed. I don't know if you can say that if you're a five seed or worse. Um, So that is, to me, as much of a goal as the other goals are. They're all goals, and maybe one helps the other. But if you can somehow navigate 3-0 down the stretch – Yeah, it matters if you win a regular season title, because obviously these players want to win titles. That's why they're here. But if you don't secure the title, but you go 3-0 down the stretch, you certainly haven't hurt your resume. You've only helped it. And you've put yourself in a position where you're getting closer to locking down a top-four seed. Now, can you be passed from behind by teams in other leagues that have more challenging schedules and they get more marquee wins? Yeah, absolutely. Could you lose in the Mountain West tournament? Could that potentially drop you back a seed line? Yeah, depending on opponent. I guess that's all possible. But – you know, like winning takes care of the rest. If you can win here against San Jose State, followed up with a week of preparation for UNLV, that thing is a huge game. It just is. Um, let me see UNLV's schedule, by the way, coming up before the Aztecs. So UNLV gets this big win tonight over Colorado State at home. Colorado State is 8-7 and seven in the Mountain West. They were ranked 22nd in the nation, and they're in seventh place right now, I think, in the Mountain West Conference. I think I have that right. So UNLV on Tuesdays at Wyoming, obviously no walk in the park. Now, Wyoming lost today, blowout fashion, to Boise State. Boise State's vying for a regular season title. So a really good win, I would say, for Boise State. Wyoming has still been good at home, not as good as they were earlier. I think they've lost three times now at home. So UNLV has that. They then come home a week from tonight to take on San Jose State. They'll be heavily favored to win that game. And then they'll follow it up Tuesday, a week from Tuesday, for San Diego State, March 5th, against the Aztecs. Then they close in Reno against Nevada. Nevada got them recently last weekend, closed on a 10-0 run, and ended up winning the game by one point. So has had some heartbreaking late losses where they've blown leads. Utah State, infamously, they led by four, gave up a five-point play, essentially. And then the other night against Nevada. So they've been helter-skelter, but they're talented, as a lot of teams in this league are. So it'll be a real challenge, I would say, for San Diego State at UNLV. So first order of business is make sure you secure a top five seed because nobody wants to be the sixth seed or worse and have to play day one of the Mountain West tournament. We've talked about why, obviously. So lock down a top five seed. How do you do that? I, don't, I can't guarantee it, but I think two and one or better, and San Diego State is in pretty good position, I think, to be a top five seed. Three and oh, obviously, obviously, will be a top five seed. They could you know, be as high as the one seed in that scenario so two and one are better you know again i haven't crunched all the numbers of the math i think you'd feel good about san diego state being a top five seed three and zero or better again you feel good about the overall body of work to be maybe a, a top four seed in the ncaa tournament and um you know even if you did go two and one and get a top five seed and then maybe you win three games in three days i think still there i mean you got a darn good resume at that point you know, so. Again, all you can control right now is winning these games. And that's what San Diego State did. And that's what Brian Dutcher talked about this week. He said it was like a little bit like wooden esque. Like we can't control other results. You know, we had an opportunity against Utah State, and credit to the Aggies, they won the game. So now all the Aztecs can do is win the games that are on their schedule moving forward. And that's what they did tonight. So let's talk a little bit about how they did it tonight. I mean, again, Fresno State, undermanned, undersized, but that doesn't take away from San Diego State's performance and the way they. Came out with such energy and they were just so motivated from the way the opening tip from the opening tip of this game, right? I mean, they led 12 0. Jayden Ledee hits an early three. Micah Parrish had two of the first 10 excuse me, had two of the first field goals for the Aztecs. I think two of the first three or two of the first four. He had five of their first 10 points. Now he gets 10 points. He had seven rebounds and assists in this game. He was three of 10 from the floor, but I thought Micah offensively looked better, especially early. Um, I know people are going to point to Lamont. Two points, one of six shooting, but he was in foul trouble. He did have five rebounds. He did have three assists, only one turnover. In fact, Lamont with Darion, I mean, Darion was great. Six assists, no turnovers, 33 minutes. Lamont and Darion, nine assists, one turnover in this game. That's about as much as you could ask from your point guards. And again, Lamont was in foul trouble. I thought he played really good defense. He only played 19 minutes in the game. I know he didn't score against Utah State on Tuesday, but how about Jay Powell's emergence? I just talked about this on the radio. Um, To transfer and get your final year here and elevate to the Mountain West Conference, which is challenging, obviously, and to play for this program and to improve the way he's improved, and he's just so smooth right now. He's just emerging, and he's playing well at both ends. 14 points, 6 of 9, the emphatic slam early in the second half, the highlight of the night, and a night filled with highlights. He had 14 points, 5 rebounds in 23 minutes. I thought Reese Waters was terrific off the bench today. 24 minutes, 12 points, 5 of 11, hit a pair of threes. Parrish hit a pair of threes in this game. Trammell hit a three. Ladee hit a three. Saunders hit a three. Aztecs weren't perfect from beyond the arc. They were actually below their season average, but they hit eight, which is a big number, eight of 27. Fresno State was five of 27. By the way, I've, I've kind of buried the lead as we've gotten started here. The Aztecs, everyone's going to talk about Ladee and the 12-0 start and winning by 32. They won the game on defense. Fresno State shot 24.6% as a team, 24.6% as a team. And the Aztecs were plus 18 on the glass. I mean, that's a combination right there. And the Aztecs, by the way, defensive efficiency. Remember, Utah State, I forget what they shot, 50% the other night. So the Aztecs took a drop back in defensive efficiency. With tonight's performance, they're back to seventh in the nation in defensive efficiency. Remember, last year they finished fourth. Last year, I think they finished 74th in offensive efficiency. They're 52nd right now. So improved on offense, very similar on defense, and 21 and 7 overall, playing one of the nation's toughest schedules here in 2024. But, you know, the Aztecs shot it well overall. I think they missed their last four or five field goal attempts, but again, they were going deep onto their bench in the final four or five minutes, which I think was a good thing. They turned it over for the game five times. That's it. And they were plus 18 on the glass. They had 17 offensive rebounds. They had 28 points in the paint. Fresno State had three assists in the game. Now, they only had 14 field goals, but three assists. The Aztecs had 13 on 28 made field goals. So, I mean, everything pointed to San Diego State. Um, Fast break points. San Diego State had a 17-0 edge. SDSU had nine blocks in this game, three of them for Jaden LaDia, career high. A couple for Miles Heidi. I thought Heidi off the bench was really good in his 12 minutes. Five rebounds, a couple offensive, a couple of blocks in there. I think everyone played a role tonight, to be honest. I just, that's how I saw it. And again, you didn't want to play a lot of guys a lot of minutes, and you didn't. You just didn't. I mean, Jaden, 26 minutes for him is like a walk in the park for you and I. Like, he doesn't play fewer than 26 minutes, and he's played 36 minutes and 38 minutes. And, you know, you don't have the absurd turnaround. This isn't like the Mountain West tournament or even the NCAA tournament. You, you get two days here, but you have travel. You got to travel back. They'll do that tonight. They'll practice Sunday and Monday. That's what Brian doctor told Ted on the post-game show, and then they'll play Tuesday, and they'll play Tuesday late at 8 p.m., and they got to be ready, obviously, for the Spartans. But, again, to not have to play more than one player 30 minutes, I think is a huge win. In fact, your starters, LaDee 26, Butler 19, Pal 23, Paris 24, Waters off the bench 24. Again, Tremel was the only – with 30 minutes, he played 33. But other than that, nobody played more than 26. So that's pretty encouraging, and that's a good sign, especially when you beat someone – by 32 points. Um, thank you, Aztec Jay, for the super chat and the support of the channel. This may be a super sticker, which doesn't ap- appear using the software I use through StreamYard. You might be seeing it right now on YouTube, though. I'm not sure, but I do appreciate your support of the channel and uh, the contribution. So thank you so much for the super chat. But, um, you know, that's just kind of the 15 to 20 minute soliloquy on where we are, which is in a pretty good spot. You know, where we are tonight, you know, the recap of of um of the evening and just a, a really good night you know I thought they did a good job on Fresno's three-point shooters Isaiah Hill's a great player he had one assist in two games against the Aztecs he was averaging 8.4 assists in his last 10 games coming in now he scored 12 points went on 5 of 14 shooting one of six from beyond the arc Xavier Ducell was shooting 56 percent from deep in his last four games he was four of 13 tonight two of 10 like they got capable players veterans four senior starters I know they're missing a lot couple of centers um a good wing like they're missing a lot they really are and and you're sympathetic to that you are but um take nothing away again from san diego state is what i would say here today all right i want to get to your comments here in a moment i do want to remind though our viewers about my buddy eric lanier who is in the chat here tonight at higher impact financial click the link in the description down below i just met with eric within the last couple of weeks um it was really eye-opening is what it was because You know, as much time as I spend doing this and consuming sports and doing my radio show and and doing YouTube shows, I really don't have a good grasp for my financial now or my financial future, if I'm being honest. And Eric is going to make it simple and easy for you. That's what he did for me. Maybe you're thinking about retirement. Maybe you're thinking about your upcoming taxes. Maybe you're thinking about a one, three, five, 10-year plan. Let Eric Lanier help you with a free 15-minute consultation. Couldn't be easier. Couldn't be simpler and couldn't be more valuable. So if you have any financial needs, get in contact with Eric Lanier and Higher Impact Financial, the title sponsor of The Wrap Up Show. Click the link in the description down below. Let him know I sent you. He is a Southern Californian and a huge Aztec fan, and he can help you and your family with your financial planning needs. All right, let's get back to it. And thank you again, Eric. Um, I see J.D. Gacho is in the chat. Thank you, J.D. Gacho, for your support with the Super Chat as well. Two words for New Mexico, Uh uh-oh. You know, I haven't done the dive on New Mexico's resume. It's probably hard to do until we see the net rankings tomorrow. Listen, it's hard to go through an entire season and avoid bad losses. It's something San Diego State has done a remarkable job of under Brian Dutcher. Just remarkable. Winning the games they are supposed to win. And New Mexico got off to a similar start to last year. They were the nation's last undefeated team last year. Struggled down the stretch, didn't make the NCAA tournament. This year appeared to be different, but now they've really fallen on hard times and they do have work to do. I I think there's, you know, I don't know if there's an official Mount West lock, if there is one at San Diego State. You know, when you say lock, that means can you just lose out and be in? Could San Diego State lose to San Jose State, UNLV, Boise, and the first round of the Mount West tournament? Nobody wants to see it. So let's not even envision it and be in. They probably still could, by the way. But you get my point. Like, that's how I use lock. Like, can you lose out? I know this. New Mexico is far from a lock. And they have two challenging road games. Where do they still have to go? Boise and Utah State, maybe? Like, they got to get one of those, would be my guess. Because you're going to have bid stealers, and you've had other teams emerge in the Mountain West. So, you know, I I think they're certainly on the bubble. They're not off it. And they might be on the right side of the bubble today. But without a victory at either Boise or Utah State, um, they're running out of opportunities to improve their resume. And we always knew, I've said this a lot, six teams in the NCAA tournament from the Mountain West was throwing the needle, and five isn't guaranteed. Um, I think ultimately you're going to get to that four number or more, and I thought five was very realistic. This New Mexico thing puts a little bit of a wrench into that, and from an Aztec perspective, you can't concern yourself with it. You know, you just can't. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are rooting for the Mountain West to get as many teams as possible, and I am as well. But at the end of the day, San Diego State's got to control what it, what it does. And, you know, if one of these six teams or five other teams slip down the stretch, that's basketball. That, that's, you know, I think more likely than not that somebody was going to have a hard time closing. And right now it appears to be New Mexico. Now, can they redeem it? Can they avenge it? Yeah, they can. They have opportunities. They absolutely have real opportunities to get into the NCAA tournament. But they got to capitalize on it. And it's not easy winning in Boise. Not with the way the Broncos are playing right now. It's not easy winning in Logan. Not with the way Utah State plays at home and just has played overall this year as well. So good super chat, J.D. Gacho. I'm with you. um, That is a head-scratcher. I watched a lot of it. I watched the last 10 minutes of it, and they took a lead. They used an 11-0 run. They led by five. You figured the game was over. Credit to Air Force. They made shots. I mean, they made plays and shots down the stretch. New Mexico didn't. New Mexico really hurt themselves throughout portions of that game. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Here. Let me get to some of these. Sarah, what's going on? Um, good to have you here in the chat. Um, good to see, by the way, quoted in that Washington Post article from earlier this week. If you haven't read that article, uh, that is a must-read, must-read for Aztec fans. I did a video on it, actually, uh, from our conversation with the author, Chuck Culpepper. So that is a must, must-read. Uh, Sarah, thank you for your membership. Thank you for hanging out. Like you said, a very good day. Yeah, Lobos did their thing, and the Aztecs did their thing. And it's cool that you were seeing that joint training session as well. Uh, Michael says, hey, John, I just sent you a text about basketball at Elevation. You sent me a text? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, how do you have my number? Um, uh, on radio, right? Um, he sent the text about Elevation. What I meant to ask was, do you believe that the ball actually bounces and shoots differently at Elevation, much like a baseball course?
1: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> it's such a good question, Michael. That's a great question from Brian Dutcher. I've talked to him a lot about elevation over the years, but I haven't asked that specific question. I have no idea. I mean, I would think the indoor element of it would negate 99% of that. But that is such a good question. I know it's impactful from like a stamina perspective for the team. Everyone knows that. I don't know if it impacts them, the literal bounce of the ball. I, I have no idea. It's a great question, though. Uh, Maria, how are you? Thank you. Maria's a uh, really, really loyal supporter of my work and uh, the wrap-up show and John and Jim. So thank you, Maria. Good to have you here. Uh, let's see here. I said this earlier. If you're new here, please subscribe. Um, whether you're an Aztec fan or a Mount West basketball fan, I talk a lot of, excuse me, let me take some water here. Obviously this time of year, talking a lot of Mountain West hoops, talking NCAA tournament, talking bracketology, uh, providing a lot of content from John and Jim and kind of repurposing it over here as well. So if you're a Mountain West basketball fan, this is the place for you. Please do subscribe. And I think if you, if you follow me or if you see the way I do content, you know, I, I'm not here to disparage any, um, other team or fan base or whatever. I mean, this is obviously an Aztec slanted channel. This is an Aztec first channel, but you know we're here to talk about it. If Boise State wins the league, Boise State wins the league. If New Mexico misses the tournament or makes the tournament, we'll talk about how that kind of played out in the days and weeks ahead. And then on cue, nice beat out against the Fresnex. Thank you, Brian, for uh, the comment. Eric is the title sponsor. I told you about him. Again, if you have financial needs, please click the link in the description down below. Get in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. Set up that free consultation with Eric and Eric, I'm with you, man. I mean, this, this team is, I've said this a lot, like you reset on the season, and this is a team that had the highest expectations in program history, fairly or unfairly, because last year's team is different from this year's team. And you're coming off an appearance in the national championship game, and it's easier said than done to put together a season like this. And they've just done it. They've, again, they've picked up marquee wins. They've avoided bad losses. You know, there's no guarantee they're winning a regular season title, but they put themselves in a position to win a regular season title. They're ranked here late in the season. I mean, they, they've overcome everything to get to this spot. Uh, the Silva family says, with the change of the lineup, our bench now seems deeper. Yeah, it's just, there's a comfort there. I mean, Miles and Elijah off the bench, they had a couple of big moments in the first half, maybe back-to-back threes at one point. Obviously, I mean, Reese Waters coming off your bench. How many times have you heard over the last year he was the sixth man of the year? in the Pac-12. I mean, he's been great off the bench miles. Heidi has improved throughout the course of the season. So that's a really astute point. It's a really great point. It really is. Gary, good to have you here. Thank you for your membership. Um, Yeah, he mentioned on on, uh, radio on the text line, Air Force, he met San Jose State. That's what I thought you meant. Uh, We play San Jose State, a classic trap game. Boise gets a streaky, dangerous Air Force team in the Springs, yes. And you are so right about our guards. 9-to-1 assist to turnovers is uh, is better than elite. It is. And, again, you're not not every player is going to score 20 points on 8-of-11 shooting. Players do it in different ways. And, you know, Darion tonight, 7 points, but he was a point guard first, 6 assists, no turnovers. That's brilliance. And Lamont did it with defense and 3 assists, 1 turnover. You're absolutely going to take that. And um, you can't complain about 32-point wins. I, I know that. As a lifelong sports fan, complaining about 32 Point wins is a failed exercise. I know that. Uh, Steve says this is the time of year that we shine. Time to win three in a row. Regular season, three in a row in the Mountain West Conference tournament. I like that. I think Aztec fans would like that a lot. As we're, I mean, it's crazy. We're heading towards March, folks. Here we are again, deja vu all over again. San Diego State playing good basketball. Heading towards March. Brian says, UNLV is so puzzling this year. We need to take care of them. Um, they're both puzzling and really talented." Is what I would say. I think Rebel fans would say the same thing. Like, you know, they've had some misfortune that's put them where they are. I mean, they they absolutely had Utah State dead to rights and couldn't win that game. And if they won that game, that included a five point play and a controversial officiating call at the end of the game, they would only have four league losses. They would be tied for first place right now. And even with that loss, they're only one game back in the loss column here at the end of February um uh, E saying uh, yeah right vegas viejas east um yeah thomas the freshman point guard both both will get him and then they switch a lot obviously so you have you're throwing everyone at him he's a really good player um we saw that on display at viejas um he's a really talented player very capable scorer um good distributor um and who knows who he looks like now i mean it's been two months since we saw him at viejas so you know you would imagine that he's really gained some confidence and improved. He's had some late game situations earlier in the year that didn't go his way. But again, now they're starting to win some of those close games that they were losing earlier in the year. Uh, Christopher says, this is why we are rooting for UNLV to finish as high as possible. Oh, because San Diego state still has to play them. You're saying, yeah, I think you root for UNLV, I guess, to win the games other than when they play San Diego state. Um, I don't know if it was on radio or here earlier. If they're in the top 75 of the net, and you lose to them, it's a quad one loss. If they're in the top 75 of the net and you beat them in Vegas, it's a quad one win. They're 88th entering the day. They just beat Colorado State, but they were actually favored in the game. They probably move up between two and four spots. I think they go from 88 to, let's just say, 85. They got real work to do to get to the top 75. Is it possible? Yes. Is it likely? Probably not. Their most likely path to top 75 is by beating San Diego State at the Thompson and Mac, which nobody wants to see. Um... Lou says thoughts on Butler slump. I mean, I appreciate you asking it that way. I mean, you know, listen, there's two games. I haven't even looked at the numbers other than these last two games. I mean, these last two games, he's had two combined points, but the game before was that New Mexico home game, I think. Yeah. And he had 11 second half points and, you know, I played Jalen house and had to play the game when he picked his pocket. So I'm not concerned at all. I mean, I just know Lamont. I know the work he puts in. I mean, I literally know him. Um, I know what a phenomenal person he is. I know how much pride he takes in his game. I know how good of a defender he is. I know how much he wants it. So I have no concerns. Um, and by the way, he's it this season with this team with Reese and Jaden and Darion's scoring ability and Micah's scoring ability. Um you don't need him to score 20 points. I mean, you'd love for him to obviously be the player who's capable of being on offense, and he has shown that. Um, throughout the course of this year at times as well. But I'm just not concerned about it because I think you can win games with Lamont's defense and with his passing ability and with his the way he plays point under control, which by and large he's done this year. And his assist turnover ratio is way up, and his turnovers are way down between his junior and senior year. Like Gary says, three-way tie, compare record to other tied teams, several other steps, net is the final tiebreaker. That's good to know um as Clyde says enjoyed your interview with Tom Moster on his podcast I don't know if it's Moster or Moser um thank you Aztec Clyde isn't it a for player of the year and all American at this point that is a great question Aztec Clyde um, I appreciate you you listening to that um we have a mutual friend I spent time as you guys some of you know not all of you before I got out here about what seven plus years ago spent time in eastern Pennsylvania Tom is actually doing a Mount West podcast from Delaware And he's got a young child, and he stays up late, and he watches all the games, and he records a lot. We record that interview at midnight Eastern. So Tom's a hustler. So if you haven't checked out the podcast, it's on. Find me on social media because I retweeted it within the last like 24 hours. So search for John Schaefer, J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R. He does a very nice job with this podcast. It's a good resource for Aztec fans and Mountain West basketball fans. So check that out. And, yeah, I was his last interview on this like hour-long podcast. We probably talked for, I don't know, 20 or 25 minutes. It was insightful. He did a nice job with it. Um, so hopefully Aztec fans will enjoy that as well. Is he a lock? Lock's probably too strong of a word, is what I would say. Because if Utah State wins this league, could Great Osibor get Player of the Year? If Utah State wins this league outright? If Boise State wins the league outright, could Tyson Dagenhart get it? So I don't think he's a lock. I think he's in good shape. I don't think he's a lock. You know, And I don't know what the All-America race looks like. He should be. He's absolutely top top 15 players, your first, second, or third team All-American. How could he not be? How could he not be? He's been so consistent all year long. So how could he not be? But again, Locke's a strong word. When you start getting into media voting, Locke is probably a strong word. I'm going to get to as many as I can here over the next 10 minutes, and then i got to roll because it's 1030 at night, and I just did a radio wrap-up show as well. Um, and I can't do this until all night long, can I? I mean, I can, but I probably shouldn't. Uh Neil says today is more about Air Force's win than San Diego State's blowout. Yeah, for the for the mount West overall, like what's the lead? Yeah, but from a San Diego State perspective, this blowout is pretty nice too. But yeah, no, you, there's no question about it. That's the most significant story that transpired today in the Mountain West conference. Uh Christopher says Dutch needs to take minutes from Butler and Parrish and give them to Waters and Bird. Um okay, so Waters today played more minutes than Butler and Parrish. Bird played 12 minutes, but everything was working for everyone. I mean, it's, you know, whatever, right? 12 minutes, three points, three rebounds, hit a three. That's all good. There's nothing I see in this game from Butler or Parrish that would make me change anything. I mean, they they only, Parrish only played 24 minutes and Butler only played 19 minutes. But you're going to need them to play that many minutes or more. I promise you that. You're absolutely going to need that. Um... Yeah, I'm sending a message that I like wearing Aviator Nation. That's right, Flipper. That's absolutely right. I am. Um, Yeah, he's so skilled. He's super skilled and super athletic and super smart and super poised. Right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you, Lou. Let's see. Um, do I think I take Wilson, do I think New Mexico can win at Utah State? Yes, I absolutely think they can win there. I don't think it's easy. I think they'll be an underdog. Um, I don't know if it's as, as, as good as a coin flip. They'll be an underdog would be my guess. But, yeah, can they win there? Yeah, Nevada's won there. I think they can win there. Um, I think New Mexico at its best is is one of the better teams in the league, I think. But when they don't play to their ability, they're capable of an upset, which is what happened today. And, by the way, most teams are capable of that. If they overlook someone, that can happen. Kevin says, uh, SDSU, one of only five teams in the top 30 of the net with no quad two or worse losses. Now, that may change if New Mexico drops from 20 to 31 or below, which may happen, by the way, with this loss. I would not be surprised at all if that happens because then the oh, – no, no, I have that wrong, right, guys? Because the loss would still be a quad one loss because it happened at the pit and the win was at home. The win would just go from quad one to quad two. So I, I apologize. I think you're right, Kevin. I think that's absolutely right. Um, now, assuming Colorado State's staying inside the top 30, by the way, right? Because now I'm, now I'm confusing myself because that was a road loss as well and a home win. Yeah, great point, Kevin. Great point. Um, Flipper says two words for New Mexico. Don't lose to Air Force Dome. Yeah, that's more than two words, but yeah, spot on. Um, all right, Flipper, try to be uh, like... You know, let's let's be an adult here in the chat if we can, um, if possible, because I'm looking at some of these comments. Uh, let's see here. Aztec Analytics, what's going on, man? i um, at Utah State, final game of the season. We played home versus Boise. We should all be big Lobo fans that day. Well, here's the thing. If San Diego State wins out in the regular season, they will be alive to get a share come that saturday because the aztecs play friday and utah state doesn't play new mexico until saturday so entering saturday there will be pressure on utah state in that scenario they would have to win the game to avoid at least a share so maybe that adds a little bit of additional pressure but san diego state will cannot be eliminated from a share if they went out until the the day after the regular season finale should utah state win out and beat new mexico if that makes sense. Uh, Adam says, great W. We need more of these blowouts. The net loves blowouts. One of the reasons St. Mary's went from like over 100 in the net to top 20. yeah, They've been killing everyone in the WCC. Yeah, it's based on efficiency per possession. And what that means is every possession matters, which is good. And it's worked out very well for San Diego State over the years. The one negative is like you're thinking about margins so constantly. It doesn't really afford you the opportunity to go deeper on your bench sometimes because you have a 20 point lead. And all of a sudden it goes down to 10 like what happened against Air Force, that can hurt you a little bit metrically. Again, at the end of the day, does it really matter? Not as much as people probably think, but it matters. (laughs) It does does matter, but I'm saying if you're winning, I'm not losing sleep over a 12-point win as opposed to an 18-point win if you've got good metrics, if you have good metrics. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When Air Force shoots it, like any team, it's the equalizer. I mean, you hit 10, 12, 14 threes. I don't know how many threes they hit today, but you, hit, you, know, you start getting up there in, the, in numbers, and that's a lot of points per, per possession. Um, Flipper says, exactly, I'll be viewing the lobos at Utah State. This is our only shot to win the conference, in my opinion, looking at San Diego State's forthcoming games. We should win out. I, I mean, should might be a strong word. I mean, Boise State is playing great basketball. Yeah, you get them at Viejas, and the Aztecs haven't lost to Viejas. And UNLV is – they've won seven of eight. I think they're the hottest team in the league. So it's not easy. Definitely not going to be easy. Yeah, man, what a year for UCSD. Where are they in, like, the net coming into the day? UCSD. Uh, what's, Hold on. San Diego uh 111 which is impressive um which means san diego states win there is a quad two road win is that right i think i have that right yeah it's a quad two road win and they beat irvine right today and irvine was where i mean that's an amazing win irvine was 81st that's a good win a really good win so yeah they'll move up from 111 you know they'll be i don't know inside the 105 they've, they've had a really good year they have um yeah I, I just saw what price pope hit a three to send it to overtime and then they won in overtime yeah i heard it was a good game i just saw on social media um adam says they need to demolish these inferior teams no let ups just keep being consistent we'll be fine four seed incoming that, that's really that's like the million dollar question can you lock down a four seed in the ncaa tournament Because there's a, there is a difference between a four and a five and you never know i mean you could you could be better suited as a five look at last year they make a national championship game or you could be better suited as a four. I think initially you're just thinking the higher the seed, the better. And that's what I'm thinking right now. So if you can lock down a four, um, that's going into the year. If I would have told you that they'd have a higher seed this year than last year. Um, I think a lot of Aztec fans would have signed up for that. Uh, all day. Ed says, you got to love the grit this team has. I agree with you. I do. Yeah. And (laughs) Tadam's exactly like I just said. Um, Dane wants to know, Magungua's status still listed on the roster. Did they redshirt him? Yes, he has been redshirted. He will not appear in 24. He was banged up a little bit. I think they considered it maybe in the middle of the season. But with the depth and the rotation they have right now and coming off an injury and being a true freshman, I think they're going to rely on him You know, next year in 24-25. Um, let's see here. Bill says, don't think Lamont is in a shooting slump. He does so much and doesn't look to score. He just needs to read the D better and his shots will come. I would count on him in the clutch if we needed a basket. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a – I'm kind of with you. I think it's much ado about very little. I really do. I, I don't think it's a reason for social media chatter. I, I really don't. I mean, it's just there's ebbs and flows in the season. I had Brian Dutcher on his coach's show on Thursday, and he basically said something comparable. I mean, it's just – you know, everyone wants to be good every single game, but there's only so many All-Americans. I mean, Jaden's season has been so amazing that if you're kind of hold him as the standard to everyone else, that's probably not you know fair. And there's obviously a lot of attention on Lamont, considering what he did a year ago. So, you know, you add it all up, and again, I'm not the 21 and seven. Um, and Lamont's a reason why they've gotten to that point, is what I would say. Um, this came in. This I didn't get to this earlier, did I, Michael? Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the super chat. Appreciate you being here. It's says, great show and always great as to content, John. Thanks. Thank you, Michael. Seriously, really do appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, let's see here. Get to a couple of more. Okay, Adam's point. Exactly. Um, Colorado State, where are they in the net? Can someone... I'll look it up. <laughs> uh colorado 26 losing in vegas they were one and a half point underdog they lost by like four six i mean they're not going to fall out of 30 right now i mean they could drop anywhere one to three spots is my guess they're probably 27 28 29 tomorrow but yeah i mean these teams have to be careful new mexico colorado state now with all that being said maybe other teams start to emerge like when i look at you know, Utah State's 31st. Can they get back inside the top 30? Yeah, of course they can. Um, can Boise State get inside the top 30? They just won at Wyoming by 20. They were 35th today. They might get a bump from 35 to like 31 off that win, something like that. Nevada's 42nd. Could they improve 12 spots? That might be a little wishful, but it's at least possible. Uh, Neil says, thanks for staying up and doing the show. I live in rainy Seattle now, and this show makes me feel at home. That's awesome, Neil. Appreciate you being here. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm here for Aztec fans, wherever you are, whether it's live or on replay, Um, you know, football fans, basketball fans um, try to cover as much San Diego state sports news as I can. And doing these after, after games, I think is, you know, makes a lot of sense. I'm glad people can join. Yes. Boise will be senior night. That's going to be a really special night. What a senior class. What a senior (laughs) class! every year we say that and we're saying it again. Um, I agree. Yep. Uh, no, um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, J.D. Gotcha. Uh, let's see here. Is this K.J. maybe? Uh, I think it took Tremelo a while to get going after his injury, but then I started seeing that great on-ball D squaring his guys up. The offense started to come. Now he seems like primary point guard. He's playing some good basketball. Man, that mid-range game with Darion is pretty. He has some big games on the road too, doesn't he? He just looks so comfortable sometimes on the road. Always seems to knock down an early three. On the road. He's such a good player. Underrated, in my opinion, for his two years here. He's just such a good player. Uh, Force goes Fabio. Matt West going to get four bids. Someone will steal a bid. Who gets left out? Well, you could say they get five and someone steals a bid. Because there's six teams with real resumes. That includes New Mexico, even with today. They got a real resume. I don't know if they're going to get in. I think they have work to do, but they have a real resume. Um, Among the six today who would get left out, maybe New Mexico, based on today. But... um, we, I mean, the Colorado State, Utah State, San Diego State, Boise State, I think that four. They all have nice resumes. Again, Colorado State's eight and seven in the league, but I think from a resume perspective, they look really good. I think, you know, Nevada and New Mexico's are probably a little bit below that. That's how I see it. And I think they probably have the most work to do between now and Selection Sunday. That's how I see it. And then, is there a bid stealer out there in the country? Yeah, probably. On average, there's like 2.3 bid stealers per year. Um, I saw that from Rocco Miller, who's a bracketologist that I follow. Some years there could be one, some years it could be three, some years I guess you could have like zero potentially. Um, so it's something to keep track of and shoot. You could have a bid stealer in the Mountain West in UNLV potentially playing on their home floor. Uh, Flipper says, "What do you think about our game at UNLV? This is looking scary now. We used to destroy everyone at that venue. I mean." San Diego state's record, regardless of location against UNLV is amazing. And then San Diego state's record at Thomas and Mac, regardless of opponent is amazing. I, I don't know what to think of it now. I got to see how UNLV plays the next couple of games. We got to get through Tuesday night. There'll be a lot of time to analyze that game. I think it's a, I think it's a big challenge. That's how I feel about it right now. I think it'll take uh, maybe one of the best performances of the year for San Diego state. You're not going to have that crazy environment. You're not going to have a sellout. going to have a, like a Logan Boise pit environment, but I think if you, if, UNLV keeps playing well, and I was watching their game today. I mean, they had a good environment today. I think they'll have a good enough environment. I'm sure there'll be tons of Aztec fans. If you're thinking about making a trip to Vegas for the Mountain West Tournament, think about making a trip for that UNLV game before the Mountain West Tournament. They can use your support at that game. There's always a ton of Aztec fans um, whenever the Aztecs play UNLV in Vegas. A couple more. Um i just occasionally saying Lamont seems to miss open guys at times. I'm I, I, I have not seeing him. I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and watch. And then says, I uh, would love to see a Utah State-San Diego State tournament final. Shoot, I'll take a San Diego State against any of the other 10 teams in the league tournament final. That's what I'm signing up for here in 2024. All right, guys. Much more for you. Um, again, Tuesday, San Diego State, San Jose State. Be there. Viejas Arena, 8 p.m. Pre-game coverage, San Diego Sports 760 at 7 p.m., Listen on the radio if you're local in Southern California or on the free iHeart Radio app. And please subscribe to the wrap-up show presented by Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial. I have year-round content for Aztec fans and Mountain West basketball fans. Subscribe, smash the like button. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. If you're here on replay, thank you for the super thanks as well. If you want the audio-only edition of the show, click the link in the description down below. I podcast every single episode. Maybe you don't want the video. You just want the audio. Click the link in the description down below if you just want the audio uh, appreciate you guys of course catch me on john and jim san diego sports 760 three to six weekdays free iHeart radio app also by searching for john and jim 760 on youtube or on san diego sports 760 kevin thank you adriana appreciate you and your membership that means a lot thank you so much adriana i hope i'm saying that right i think that's how is that how you would say it uh thanks so much john. great shows always go aztecs um force goes Fabio says thanks John um no doubt Flipper I agree with you support San Diego State at the Thomas and Mack Brian says thanks Maria thanks all day Ed thanks thank you guys seriously again San Diego State convincingly definitively with authority tonight (laughs) over Fresno State at the Save Mart Center 73 to 41 San Jose State away second to last home game of the year It's Tuesday night at 8 p.m. And we'll have much more for you uh, on that one and what's to come for the Aztecs in the days and weeks ahead. All right, my name is John Schaefer. You've been watching the wrap-up show. Again, if you have any financial needs, get in contact with Eric Lanier at Higher Impact Financial by clicking the link in the description down below and setting up a free 15-minute consultation. Until next time, I'm John Schaefer. Thanks, guys. Take care. Without the ones like you who
1: work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.